Welcome to another episode of the LeafCast. Takes by Leaf for Leaf. Yo, welcome back to the show. Um, you know, it's it's it becomes duplicative after a while, and I'm sure if you've listened to the show or episodes before, you've heard me say this shit before, but wow. You know, I really can't say much more than wow as an intro because it's like, I feel like we're on a roller coaster and we haven't even gotten to the top of the incline yet or the top of the hill. Like it's still go, it's still ratcheting up all of the possible stupid shit that could happen, fucked up shit that could happen. And we haven't even gotten to that point yet. So, you know, I heard somebody, you know, say on television, you know, I guess they were trying to, you know, first of all, it was Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd is the moderator of Meet the Press. I don't know how Chuck Todd got his career or got, you know, got into journalism, but he basically is like, I don't know whether he was a, he's a eunuch or he's been neutered, but literally he lets, you know, Republicans come on Meet the Press you know, I asked them a question and then let them just kind of filibuster throughout the rest of the conversation without, you know, Chuck Todd, you know, any follow up, meaningful follow ups at all. But to his credit, Chuck Todd, you know, seems to have tried to, you know, grown at least a set of balls, maybe baby balls. But he's tried to grow some testicles here. And he asked the question, you know, is, is, is Trump's handling of this similar to Katrina? And, you know. As much as Katrina was a colossal fuck up, that was in one state. This is the whole fucking country, Chuck Todd. Like, I think you're being generous to make a Katrina analogous to what's transpiring now. So, one of the things that's amazing to me is what we as a population prioritize. And I wonder, is some of this more about being told what you can't do as opposed to things that you really want to do? And what I mean by that is a lot of folk and myself included, you know, I would probably say, and I'm pretty much somewhat of a couch potato, meaning, you know, just pre-pandemic, you know, it was work, you know, and just try to, you know, go home and relax and then rewind and then get up and do it again. I'm not saying I might not, you know, go out and have a beer or do some, you know, interact with my frat brothers or whoever else. But the point of the story is, you know, I'm not pressed about any of that shit. Like none of those things are things that are making me, you know, to say, you know what, fuck science. I just have to, you know, go out to my favorite restaurant or any of that type of shit. I don't I'm not pressed to that level. But, you know, others apparently are. And then there's just the money aspect of it. Right. So Disney, first of all, Florida is now literally, you know, between Florida, Texas, and California, the infection rate is just off the chains. It's just going, spiking at a rate that is alarming to say the least. So if you're Florida, where shit is just, just, I mean, it's incredible the levels of infection for COVID-19 in the state of Florida. Florida has decided to double down and say, hey, we're going to require kids to go back to school. Uh, last time I checked, school doesn't start until at least September. Doesn't seem like it's a decision that we would need to make right now. But apparently Florida is like, fuck it. 
fuck science. Let's just get it. Let's get it going. Um, but what we do have now is Disney. Disney's opened up its theme park. So you want to say to yourself, first of all, if you've ever been to Disney, you understand that Disney, Disney is like, when you go to Disney, you need to understand when you go to the Disney theme park, you need to understand you're going to drop thousands of dollars. There's just no other way around it. And if you are fighting that, you're not really going to enjoy yourself at all. You just need to basically understand you're going to be spending thousands of dollars. So it is what it is. But my point is, think about how much money of revenue that is that Disney Disney generates during you know this this time of the season, which is typically when the height of tourism, you know, people go down to Disney's like now in July, Fourth of July, you know, all this time period, people are taking leave and they would typically go down to Disney. So Disney has gone through all these steps. I watched this on CNN, you know, in terms of getting the park ready for people to come into the park, and they spent all this money because again, for for Disney, you know, the bottom line is we're losing a lot of revenue. People don't come to the park. We're going to do all this stuff to make sure people are comfortable coming to the park. So let's assume for argument's sake, all of the, you know, the, 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 the extraordinary steps that Disney has taken will keep you safe when you go to Disney. And so Florida, Governor Florida has pointed to Disney as like a role model. Like if Disney can do it, why can't we do it? And it's like, well, number one, Disney's got a shitload of money. You know, Disney may have the ability to make the park, you know, safer than, you know, Jim and Bob's, you know, Crab Shack, you know, a couple of miles down the road. That's number one. But number two, the larger point is it'd be different if people were just going to Disney. They go into the theme park, you know, you get on, you know, Magic Mountain or whatever the fuck, you know, the rides are. And then when you were done, you press a button and you'd be magically teleported to wherever the fuck you came from. It's like, no, you know, people, you know, are staying in Florida. So you're, you're in a hotel. So how the fuck do you think the hotel is clean? Um, You have to travel to Florida. So you're on a plane and you're coming back. So you're literally, I mean, just think about this for a second. Again, you know, Florida is one of the top five hot zones as it relates to the coronavirus. So first off, just from a logistics perspective, why are they even allowing flights into Florida and flights out of Florida? You know, if you're driving, one can make the argument, well, it's like, all right, well, my family, you know, we, we're in the car together, you know, we're, we're, we're driving together, so, you know, maybe we stock for gas or whatever it may be, but it's just the four of us or whatever the number of people it is in the car, and so that's it, it's contained within that. But just imagine you're on a flight, you know, where there's like a hundred motherfuckers packed like sardines, you know, there's no churning of the air, and it's like, oh, we want to marry, we'll wear these masks. And somehow that'll keep us safe. I just think that's just asinine on and of itself. But just imagine if you, again, if you traveled into the hot zone, there's probably a strong likelihood that somebody in your group, uh, you know, was is now infected with the disease, whether they are symptomatic or asymptomatic. And now they're traveling back, you know, in a plane, potentially going back wherever the fuck they came from and spreading the disease. So it almost is like, Florida or Disney, irrespective of how clean Disney in and of itself is now a super spreader just because of everything that's associated around Disney. So good luck, NBA. Uh, Good luck, Disney theme parks in terms of how that's, you know, going to play itself out. But shit doesn't sound good. 
Um, one of the things I heard, you know, and, and I believe this is from, uh, it came out from Florida, where again, I, I feel like some of these people maybe don't think through their analogies. But the guy said, you know, this is again, this is a political representative. He was voted, you know, into office in Florida. And the guy said, why is it that Home Depot can be open during the pandemic and our schools can't be open? And it's like, well, you know, first of all, Florida told Home Depot it could it could it could be open. So it's not like Home Depot is like, man, I wonder if I should be open or not. The Florida said, Home Depot, get the fuck out there. You can open up. Home Depot opens up. Second of all, Home Depot isn't mandatory. Right? Like, you know. Reading and writing and algebra and all that type of shit. That's things that you have to learn in school. There's requirements for that. There's truancy laws to make sure that you're going to school. No one is required to go to the fucking Home Depot. So it's not analogous at all. And I would say you're a fucking fool if you're going into the Home Depot right now in the first place. Because none of this shit seems safe to me. But, you know, who am I? So when we talk about, you know, just in terms of this, the spread of this disease, you know, I think it's important just to think about like just logistics. So, yeah, you know, well, Disney's clean. All right. Well, if you drove down to Disney, I guess at some point you'd need to stop and get gas. And I don't even know how you social distance in a bathroom. I don't even know how you keep a bathroom, you know, COVID-19 friendly, meaning you are cleaning it down, a gas room bathroom to make sure this shit is safe. Gas, look, gas station bathrooms generally are pretty dirty. Imagine how dirty they are now with COVID-19 in the state of Florida. It just doesn't seem like it's a good idea. Meanwhile, this came out today. The total number of test results reported yesterday in South Carolina was over 8,000 with the with a percent positive of those tests being 22% according to a new release from South Carolina 22% and shit's still open shit is still open and you just want to ask yourself and you if you're in any of these states like first you know I I would argue Unless you're at a state where it's at 1%, you know, in, in, or, in, in, or your job is requiring you to go out, why the fuck would you go out during a pandemic? It's called a pandemic. You know, so <laughs> I don't know, but you know, what, what, what do I know about shit? But anyway, so we have um, Education Secretary Betsy Ross, uh, excuse me, Betsy DeVos. On Sunday, tried to argue that both schools should open nationwide and that local officials should be the ones making decisions regarding reopening, claiming that the uh, CDC uh, guidelines are only meant to be applied when appropriate. So let's just unpack this for a second. So she's saying local officials should be the ones to be in charge of telling you when the school should be open. And then I think this really lays to bear, well, that makes sense depending upon where you live. So if you live in a city or you live in a jurisdiction where, you know, you have a motherfucker who's in charge, who doesn't even believe in climate uh, climate control, 
You know, how much do you think that motherfucker is going to believe in science, let alone CDC guidelines? So this is like, you know, you can you can listen to the CDC guidelines or, or not. Fuck it. Fuck science. You have been elected to a city position, so you make the call as it relates to whether you think your school should be safe to go back into. Um, good luck on that. So I want to talk a little bit about Texas. Texas has been a shit show. So if you if you just want to think about just terms of states where you have seen the governors completely abdicate responsibility and just just say just give you a just give a middle finger to common sense. I'd probably say it's Florida, um, it's Alabama, um, it's Mississippi, <laughs> you know, it's Texas. You know, again, and there's been and there's not. I mean, again, there's some negatives that can be said to California, but at least California may try to do some efforts. And I would argue that their efforts have not been sufficient enough. But if you look at these southern states, it's almost like, you know, I'm just going to pull my pants down. And I'm going to bend over and just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just so amazing, you know, in terms of the complete ineptitude in the state of Texas. So now, you know, folk in Texas are dying at just a remarkable clip or excuse me, or are being infected. The death rate now is starting to trickle up. And again, you know, not to be repetitive on this point, but science logic has told you first you get a high infection rate, then you get people dying. The death rate, another spike in death rate is just coming around the corner. But yet, you know, the governor of Texas has said, fuck death. Something to think about just in terms of the governor of Texas. Um, the governor of Texas is handicapped. Um, governor Greg Abbott, as a 26-year-old recent law graduate, decided to take a break from studying from the bar exam by going for a jog in West Houston, as he'd done many times before, while outrunning a large oak tree, uh, fell along his path and cracked his back, leaving him forever paralyzed from the waist down. So, the governor of Texas is paralyzed. He's uh, in a wheelchair, and there's nothing, first of all, nothing funny about, you know, he's being paralyzed, and God bless him to, you know, be able to advance his life and career after, um, you know, this horrid accident of having a tree fall on you while you're out running. Um, I don't know where he was running. I don't know how, fa how fast the tree, again, it's a tree. So I don't know how he was not able to see the tree falling. I don't know what was going on, but this happened to him. And my heart goes out to anyone, you know, who has been paralyzed. But I think it's important to, you know, put into context the fact that this dude is in a wheelchair and it relates to his response to the pandemic. So when you're talking about, hey, you know, why should, you know, people risk their lives to, you know, go out into this economy and save the economy? And, you know, why would you risk your life, you know, in a pandemic? This guy, you know, Greg Abbott is like, you know, fuck you. I have no legs. You know, how much patience do you think Greg Abbott has for motherfuckers talking about, well, they don't want to go out and risk contagion to COVID-19? His motherfuckers lost his legs. You know, let alone, I don't even know if he has the ability to have sex. I'm sure. I don't know what's going on down low. But my whole point is, you know, I don't think Governor Abbott, you know, really gives a fuck about your feelings. Like, fuck your feelings. I got no legs. 
You know, so you <laughs> you think he might be bitter just a little bit about the loss of his legs. You know, so I don't know how much patience he has for you crybabies down in Texas, you know, whining about um, a contagious disease. But nonetheless, my heart goes out to Greg Abbott. My heart goes out to the people of Texas, the proud state of Texas. And, you know, they had, a, you know, one of these scientists on now, or he was on last week. I think the question was asked, well, you know, would, um, you know, a mass eat it? Because I think recently, you know, the governor was like, hey, well, you know what? You know, why don't you guys wear masks? Masks is probably a good idea. And it's like, well, masks were a good idea like a couple weeks ago. Now, when we're looking at these huge infection rates, whether it be Texas or you talk about South Carolina, where like 22 percent of motherfucking t- or people who were tested have uh, turned back positive. The mask, that shit is a wrap. Like there's no more, hey, use a mask and therefore you'll be cool. You have to now go back to where we started from, which is stay your ass inside. Like there's no mass, there's no social distancing, there is stay inside or risk death. That's kind of where we are now. Thank you, Governor Abbott, for your leadership. Um, I want to talk about a topic, and I, I got some feedback on this, and maybe I was too uh, harsh on uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. So as you may recall, or if you've not you know, again, focused on bullshit stories during the pandemic, I understand, but there have been bullshit stories. So this story is really taken off. So there is a, uh, there's Will Smith, there's Jada Pickett Smith, and then there's uh, August Alsina, I believe the gentleman's name is. Again, not really familiar with his music. I don't want to go into a whole diatribe about how much he sucks as an artist, but there's three of these individuals, and apparently it has now been confirmed that August Alsina did have um, what Jada Pinkett Smith describes as an entanglement. I think what the rest of us would describe as fucking. Um, that August was indeed having sex with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith while she was married to Will Smith. So people have given, you know, first off, okay, well, you know, I guess we it was true. You know, he was not making this up. This was true. I still question, and I get, you know, the point that I would always question, you know, for dudes like this dude or any of these dudes is like, why would you say anything about it? Because, it, you know, do you think you would come off positive in this story? Like, why would you announce the fact that you fucked another man's wife? Number one. Number two. There was a red table discussion, and I guess red table is the Facebook uh, live. I, I don't know, it was some type of show that they do on Facebook. Jada Smith says Jada Pinkett Smith has been doing this show for a minute. Um, so again, you know, this is a person who's like now their claim to fame is this red table show and talking about their personal lives. And I've always thought I don't want to know about the shit. Like I've never personally gave a fuck about celebrities as it relates to their personal lives. Uh, so maybe that's where I diverge for a lot of people about social media. Like, I don't give a fuck what's on, you know, Will Smith's uh, Instagram account or Jada Pinkett Smith's Instagram account or Willow Smith's Instagram account. I don't know what the son's name is. That motherfucker. I never gave a fuck. You know, if Will Smith wants to do a movie, I'm happy to watch the movie. I don't really give a fuck 
about what his kids do, his relationship with his kids. To me, that's your private business. You know, whether your wife wants to fuck, you know, uh, you know, a has, I, I wouldn't even call him a has been because, you know, I don't necessarily know of him as a successful artist. He's just a guy who had a couple songs. You want to fuck this dude or not? Fine. That's her own business. But, you know, I don't, you know, so I don't agree with some of the, you know, I guess people are calling her a, you know, a predator because she, you know, fuck this dude. But I will say this. If you listen to the initial interview with Augusta Alcina, he doesn't come across as the sharpest knife in the drawer. So, you know, because in, in the way that the interview that he initially goes off is like, you know, I was in love with her and I did everything. I committed myself to her. This is it just sounds the whole thing just sounds bizarre. And it does seem like he got caught up, you know, with the older woman and, you know, she opened his nose up. And, you know, he just couldn't handle the shit. So now it's like four years later, he still can't handle the shit. And he's talking about it in this very public manner. And not only is he talking about it, but he didn't bring, you know, Will Smith into it. You know, Will Smith said it was cool. And we talked about that before. How about how believable that is? But now there's the show. So they go on Red Table with Will Smith and Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith going on this Red Table show. Talk about their lives. And quite frankly, this kind of goes back to the whole thing about attention which is this Red Table Talk uh, sets a Facebook record for views. Facebook record. And I saw, look, I, I'm guilty. I saw a snippet, you know, of it on, uh, you know, on the internet. And it's like Will Smith, who's seen, you know, again, first of all, clearly this is not the first time Will Smith heard about this shit. So he seems to have heard about this story before. He, I, I believe, is kind of leading the conversation with Jada, and, you know, Will Smith seems to be, he's got like Michael Jordan eyes. There's this bloodshot kind of red eyes. So whether he's been smoking some good weed or he's been crying or he's been drinking some liquor or a combination of all three, you know, who knows? But I will say this, there's just a certain type of dude who would go on any type of public platform and interview their wife about fucking another dude. And apparently Will Smith is that dude. So he's having this conversation, you know, with Jada Smith. She's trying to, you know, frame it or justify it or whatever the fuck. And I and, and you just want to say, hey, 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 you have kids, you know, and your rush for fame, attention, and this is for both of them because they're both on the red table. You know, what about your kids? What about, you know, when their when their kid when your children have children and their grandkids? Like, is this the shit that you want them to see? Do you think a child wants to watch a video where their grandmother is talking about fucking some dude outside their marriage? Think about that for a second. What about your kids? What about your dignity? What about your pride? But apparently. The lust for attention is like, fuck it. I'll reveal the most personal, uh, you know, thoughts or, you know, or details about my relationship for clicks. And that's where we are. So I don't really give a shit about the relationship or the lack of relationship and who consented to the relationship and who didn't. I'm more worried about, damn, you know, is the thirst for a fucking attention that real that you would say this type of shit? I don't know. But 
just me. Um, as we talk about attention, Kanye West running for president, 2020 vision, Kanye West. Um, he put out a statement and he made some reference to like Wakanda. And I just stopped reading the shit. Because again, this brother, and again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a reality. This brother is bipolar and he's clearly not taking his meds. So I'm not really interested in the rantings of a dude who's off his medication. Moreover than that, the sad thing here, if you want to call it sad, is that white people or some pockets of white people think must think that black folk are so motherfucking dumb that we would somehow vote for Kanye West. You have the president, President Trump, said he's happy that Kanye's running because his thought is, well, that'll you know peel off some of the black vote and they'll vote for Kanye West over Joe Biden. And I would argue the motherfucker that was going to vote for Kanye West in the first place is not really a voter. That's a person who talks about some shit, but never really does it. You know, so like, I don't know how many serious voters there are that are like, you know, I'm going to cast my ballot for Kanye West. And quite frankly, I think the challenge for Kanye West, well, it'll be interesting because if I was running his campaign, I would just have him come out and just do Gold Digger, right? I would just have him come out and perform and that would be it. And then he would just say at the end, you know, vote for Kanye, Kanye 2020 vision, and he would leave the stage. Because the, the more Kanye performing and the less Kanye thinking or talking about shit, the better. But what do I know? If I'm Joe Biden and I'm concerned about Kanye West cutting in to my voting block, here's what you do, Joe Biden. And I'm giving you free campaign advice. What you need to do is I know there's talk about, you know, hey, we need to get, you know, uh, maybe Camilla Harris or maybe we get Stacey Abrams or, you know, Val Demings or, you know, black, black female, uh, you know, running mate for Joe Biden. No, 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 Joe. Fuck that shit. Here's what you do. You go and you get the most influential man in modern entertainment history. You go get Ray J. If Kanye West wants to run for president, you bring out Ray J. Ray J, if you may or may not know, um, had a sex tape with Kanye West's wife, uh, Kim Kardashian. Not only did he have a sex tape, Kanye, uh, Ray J dropped the classic song, and I'm not paraphrasing it. This is a true title of the song it's called I hit it first if I'm Joe Biden I just get Ray J to come out and perform I hit it first every time before Joe Biden takes the stage let me just for the audience who may not be familiar with the song I hit it first or you may have forgotten about the song I hit it first it's a classic let me just read to you some of the lyrics. And these are real lyrics. These are not things that I am making up. Okay? This is from the lyrics from 
I Hit It First, a classic by Ray J. And I believe Ray J wrote these lyrics, which shows you just the, just, just how multi-talented he is as a performer. She might move on to rappers and ballplayers, but we all know I hit it first. I hop in the club, boppers show me love, and I don't even put in work. I hit it, 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 I hit it first. I hit it, 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 I hit it first. I heard her head game going, I, let me just, sorry, I'm sorry, I have to laugh. Um, I had her head going north and her ass going south, but now baby chose to go west. We deep in the building. She know that I kill him. I know that I hit it the best. So Joe Biden, please, please. Ray J for your running mate. If you selected Ray J for your running mate, not only would this election be wrapped up, I believe the country could get behind the I Hit It First movement. So, Ray J for VP, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> but, yo, I hope, um, you know, some of this brings some entertainment to your life. Uh, on a serious note, it's a challenging time out here. Um... Unfortunately, things are going to get worse before they get better. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this podcast uh, talking about Roger Stone, but I think that it is amazing. The inequities as it relates to the judicial system and the treatment of black men and the treatment of white men who won't snitch. That's really what Roger Stone said. I mean, he said it out loud. He said, I wouldn't rat on the president. So hence, I'm taking the heat. I'm taking the weight. I'm taking these charges. So you think he was Weebay from the fucking wire or some shit. And my whole thing about Roger Stone, if you're really about that gangster life, then go to jail. Go to prison and let dudes sodomize you because that's what's going to happen i can guarantee you that and you know quite, quite frankly if you look at roger stone's you know past proclivities he may enjoy that shit but get the whole prison experience like if you're going to be that dude that says you're not going to snitch go get the whole nine yards both figuratively and literally <laughs> but roger stone is free um again who knows what's going on pop off next but uh fasten your seat belts let's see where we go as always i want to end the show by uh telling my audience i want you to stay safe i want you to stay situated stay calm and most of all stay positive peace <laughs>